Today, we're going to be talking about A Wrinkle in Time and Gringo. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And I'm here with Ready Player Matt Hay. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's Are you cool. excited for that one? I am excited for that one. Okay. Mainly, I wasn't as excited, but then what I'm hearing from South by Southwest, I am mm-hmm. excited. I was like on the fence, because I we talked a little bit about this, I think. I read the book, and I wasn't a huge fan of the book. Okay. I thought it was really cool. So, like, there's some listeners out there probably like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Best book ever. I thought the, ref, like, referential treatment to, like, 80s and stuff yeah. was really cool. Um, I just felt like it lacked a bit when it came to, like, the character development side of things. Mm, okay. Kind of just, like, all the characters reach, like, a certain point and then just kind of, like, that's it. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of faith in Steven Spielberg, at least, to make a decent film. I heard this is his, like, almost like a return to blockbuster form. Yeah. Well, and then I got... I saw the trailer con and I was like, oh my gosh. But then I see more and more stuff coming out and I got a little confused and a little like scared because it looks like every con, we're totally getting sidetracked here. Every single item that he added was like from his films. And I was like, is he just making this all that like Steven Spielberg Well, he does kind of have a good chunk of the 80s like Like for him. Yeah, I get it. I was just a little concerned that they cut, because there were some really cool like tie-ins from different, you know, projects and shows and stuff from the 80s and 90s and I was just really concerned that they had sacrificed what they could have available because Spielberg versus what was like fitting and best right but that's good like to hear what they own copyrights to correct right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. but I, I will say we're and we're talking about Ready Player One for those people who aren't <laughs> yeah, aware um, exactly and we heard good things for uh, A Quiet Place A Quiet well. Place which yeah. I am over the moon about I'm so excited about A Quiet yeah. Place so who am I today everybody I am here with Joel A Wrinkle A Wrinkle Cunningham <laughs> I, I ironed though Matt a little bit, not really. It's all good. <laughs> this is a, a earnings really, overrated. Those on the vidcast, it is overrated. I uh, buy yeah. shirts that don't need to be ironed because I hate ironing. So that's kind of a thing. Well, you should hang out with Jeremy Irons. Hey, hey, there it is. But anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome to the real review. This is where me and Matt basically just sit here and talk about nonsense. Yes. The, no. <laughs> this is where we talk about films, the films we had a chance to see, give you our perspectives, our thoughts, our reviews. Matt's a bit more of a kind of a fan type perspective, more like the the fun and the enjoyable and the emotions that kind of go with that. Yes. Uh, and I tend to be more of like the stickler, the critic, the hard-nosed kind of like uptight guy. <laughs> uh, we can put it that way in those yeah. terms. So yeah. uh, we put those together to give you what we think is a real thought and a real perspective unbiased, unpartial. We're not paid uh, nearly enough for this. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> or anything at yeah. this point. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sponsors, <laughs> LaCroix. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Matt, and why don't you give our listeners some ways to get connected? Yeah, definitely. Y'all can get connected with us over at realreviewmedia.com, which will actually branch you out and connect you with everything. Our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Real Review Media. Again, that's real spelled, spelled R-E-E-L. Uh, email us realreviewmedia at gmail.com let us know your thoughts on the movies that we're talking about or if there's something spe- you know, specific maybe like a uh, uh, like a Hulu or a Prime or a Netflix like um, uh, film that debuted and you want us to check that out or something maybe we haven't had a chance to talk about it let us know 
and that'd be a great place to do. Also, youtube.com slash the real review where you're watching this video if you're watching this video. Hey. So that's that's what's up, and that's how you watching can reach our, us. Our beautiful, at least Matt's beautiful visage. <clears throat> visage? I don't think that's a yeah. Is that the right word? Visage, I think Visa- it's a Visage? Visage. 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 Maybe that's how you pronounce it. Visage. No worries. So we're going to yes. get right into it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start off with your film that you had a yeah. chance to see, and then we'll get into mine. So Matt, you got to see A Wrinkle in Time. I did. I got to see A Wrinkle in Time. Let me give you the breakdown. After the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find him. It's directed <laughs> by Ava DuVernay, uh, written by Jennifer Lee. Jeff Stockwell, um, stars Storm Reed, Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling, Levi Miller, Derek McCabe, Chris Pine, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, Zach Galifianakis, Michael Pena. Lots of folks. Yes. It's funny. I, I'm just before you even get into it, whoever writes the summaries, sometimes they nail them. Sometimes it's like, um, how could I describe these people? Uh, they're peculiar. Or like, <laughs> yeah. or like a conflict happens when... A friend meets another person. Yeah, it's you know, like, like the most generic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what are your thoughts? Anyways, yeah. Uh, general thoughts. I felt so meh by this movie. Oh, man. So meh. And I went in with really low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and I still felt meh. Yeah. Um, I Let's start with the positives. Because I'm a positive person, I like to be on the more positive side, if yeah. possible, if given the chance. Good way looking at it. I should start with the negatives from now on, and you should start with the right. Positives. Maybe we yeah. could do that. Yeah. Um. But uh, the positives, the acting overall was really good. But where it stands out most is um, is the interaction between the family, the main family, which is Chris Pine, Gugu and Botha, Ron Storm Reed's characters, and. Uh, how they all interconnect mm-hmm. um, and how they act. It felt very real. Um, my f- All my favorite parts of the movie were not in the other dimensions or whatever you call it. It was all the real world earth stuff. Hmm. Um, that's probably, if if you can say it shined, that's where it shined okay. or it shone, whatever. Um, gotcha. And um, <laughs> the uh, that, that was the best part. Chris Pine... Uh, just really good um, in his portraying of his love for his family. Same with Storm. She was a little hit or miss sometimes. Like there's a little bit of like wavering and like she wasn't showing her, she wasn't showing like a very full range of emotion. She did good like when it was like those really heavy emotional, like sad moments, but like anytime there was something surprising, she didn't seem very surprised. Hmm. Um, did other she than bust out mutant powers. Right. Uh, Gugu, uh, she, she, is continually one of my favorite people to see, even in a bad movie like Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, um, she is just so good. I and you believe her. She she emotes very very well. Mm-hmm. And I like when I, there's like one scene in particular where she starts like tearing up, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even entirely sure why you're tearing up and why I'm tearing <laughs> up, but you're so good at this. Um, yeah, her, that she's just incredible. So her Chris Pine. Uh, their relationship even more so than their relationship with their daughter, Storm or son. Mm-hmm. And um, them together was was the best part in the movie for me. Um, and some of the visuals, some of the visuals were really good. Some of them were really good. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're adding em- some, extra emphasis. Yes, yeah. some of them were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, that's it. Okay. So that's my good. Okay. Um. And so, like, all the real, like, human interaction stuff, that was really well done, in my opinion. Um, 
Yeah, negatives. Let's go into that. Go for it, Matt. This is the first time that I saw a movie. Should I put up my burn shield? In a really long time <laughs> where my favorite character, um, well, one of my favorite, my two favorite characters were actually Gugu and Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. And they, um, I feel like they ruined Chris Pine's character with, with something that happens in the third act. And it's like a 10 second thing. And I feel like they totally ruin his character. Like hmm. he's this like father. He misses his family. Wants to be his family. He, you know, this this thing. And I don't want to spoil it, but he uh, he does something. He says something. And I was like, why? Why did they do that? They didn't even justify it by him talking about it later on. I was like, they totally like ruined his character. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't. Why did they do? I was upset. I was like really upset at the end of the movie. I was like, why did they do that? And they didn't talk about it again. They never addressed it. I was so frustrated. Um, and so I feel like they ruined that character. Other than that, a lot of the other actors and acting was uh, subpar. Actually, Reese Witherspoon was okay. I'll give yeah. her that. Uh, everything else, I was kind of like, eh, yeah. I don't know. I, I never read the book, so I'm not familiar with it or how it's supposed to be or anything like that. Um, and the uh, anything in the like extra dimension was just so just like meh Mm. i don't know there wasn't anything extraordinary maybe when they first go there that was kind of cool yeah but everything else after that um and this i don't get nitpicky like this that much but this is kind of dabbling in your territory i felt (laughs) like the editing was really weird it was really choppy huh like it was just like you're here you're here you're here and then like especially at the beginning they're like doing close-ups and they cut to something else and it was really weird to me Mm. um I can't describe it. It may not even been the editing. Maybe it's just the way they wanted to. No, editing is one of those things for me, and I think for most people that when, and they always talk about this, when edits are good, you don't even notice the edit. Right. But when they're bad, they kind of tend to stand out very yeah. strongly. And okay, if you're well, noticing the, it, then most likely there's an issue there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all the auxiliary characters, I was kind of like, yeah, they, they do this re- weird like visual thing with Oprah's character. It's not her fault, but it's the way that it was presented. I was like, that's... That's weird. Why are they doing that? It yeah. It's a really weird thing. The the I think not to interrupt your flow. No, go for the, it. The only thing that really had me kind of I guess if you will like afraid for this film mm-hmm. and I didn't end up seeing it. Obviously, I went to see Gringo, but I was watching the trailer and it felt like they were going for like kind of a a simple fun little romp and then it was like about halfway to like 3/4 of the way through the trailer and then this like epic music started up and it it felt like they were trying to turn into this like really big like I don't know, like Chronicles of Narnia, like Lord of the Rings style, like battle thing. Like it was done, done, yeah. done. And then like I saw like flowers running and I was right. like, well, it felt very discordant. It felt like they didn't really know what tone they were kind of going yeah, for with the film. Yeah, uh, it's for kids okay. more so than anything. Um, however, there are scenes that are pretty intense that I I'd probably wouldn't take my six-year-old to see it. You okay. know, um, Although I, okay, so the one thing, I do understand the message behind it. Um, a lot of it has to do with embracing yourself um being positive and kind and like things like that putting out positive energy um and i understand that i don't think it was executed entirely well there's no clear antagonist either yeah um that would be it's kind of like just they call it they just call it it yeah i'd be frustrated by that (laughs) and so i was like what there's no clear Um, antagonist i don't know it was so it was it was so just mediocre like Um, any movie that has like an ethereal type yeah. bad guy, you always have to still bring in, like if you think of 
a completely different film, but a, another Disney film, um, Never Ending Story. That might not be Disney, but Never Ending Story. Okay. Yeah. You know, you had that ethereal it that mm-hmm. was like absorbing everything. Yeah. But then you still had tangible antagonistic mm-hmm. characters that they had to fight against throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. So that would really frustrate me most likely if it's like, there's a thing and it's doing bad stuff. Right. And, yeah. And so it was very vague mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. Um, anyways, I, so I just, I was okay. I mean, I would have, um, it's definitely more in the not, not as good of a movie mm-hmm. spectrum for me. I, Let yeah. me ask this is what one of the things that looked really cool though was the production design. I mean, how do you feel like they did with all of that art style and, you know, setting? costumes some of it was cool um the costumes don't really pertain that much because you're just talking about these three beings that are Hmm. (laughs) non-people and they are the only ones that had costumes gotcha basically okay um okay so there was one moment that i really probably my favorite moment is they go to this place this undisclosed well it is disclosed but i don't want to ruin it they go to this place and they're and it basically it changes and it's basically like really really weird things people the people there are interacting with you in a really weird way like like kind of a weird like uh stepford wives like weird like interaction with like people kind yeah. of um and i kind of thought like a little bit of like get out a little bit a little bit like the way that people were interacting and yeah that part to me it was got really really bizarre for a second i kind of enjoyed that yeah i was like oh this is weird this is really interesting because hmm. before then it wasn't interesting to me gotcha i was just like oh my gosh okay <laughs> um and i really enjoyed that part um yeah, I don't know. They they set up a bunch of stuff with these extra beings that they didn't need to set up, like a relationship, past relationship between two of the characters. I was like, well, that's random. That's random. Um, but uh, other than that, man, it's so mediocre. And I would probably would have been on the higher side of mediocre if they didn't, in my opinion, ruin Chris Pine, Pine's character with the thing that he says. Hmm. Um, and anyways, I'm going to give it a, a 68. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So D that's, plus. I was not pretty rough yeah i don't know <laughs> the guy i went to see it with said he liked it but he said he thought it was better than i thought i mean it, i can see it i've seen some mixed reviews i think it's like half it's pretty split down the middle on on rotten tomatoes it's like 50 49 or something percent yeah i was looking at it it's pretty low uh right now 43 percent. yeah so i mean even fewer audience scores. yeah so but. you're getting i don't know i i I, I don't, I, and I like Ava DuVernay. I mean, she's very talented in yeah. what she does, and I just, I just didn't think this one was a good one for her. Yeah, I don't think anybody's had issues with the casting. I think a lot right. of it really just has to do with the story, yeah, and the way that it's kind of fallen so yeah. flat, and yeah, it's just kind of like, meh. pointless. But yeah, sorry guys, sorry guys, sorry if you were really excited for a wrinkle of time. I didn't, I wah, didn't enjoy wah. it that much. But yeah, anyway, that's me. So cool. what you got? All right, well, I'm going to talk about what I had a chance to see, which was a film called Gringo. Uh, Gringo, a dark comedy mixed with white-knuckle action and dramatic intrigue, okay. explores the battle of survival for businessman Harold Soyenka, uh, played by David Oyelowo. Oyelowo. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to oh, keep going for it. But uh, when he finds himself crossing the line from law-abiding citizen to wanted criminal, uh, its director is Nash Nash. I can't even get the simple ones. Come on, name Nash guy. Edgerton. Uh, it start well. It starts a a pretty sizable cast actually, but a lot of them are more just kind of side roles. Uh, you had David. I'm not gonna say his last name. Uh, Charlize Theron. Uh, Joel Edgerton. Which I I'm wondering if they're related. I think it's Edgerton. Edgerton. Um, I don't okay. know about uh, Nash though. You have I'm Nash not sure. and Joel, and yeah, Nash know. doesn't have a huge filmic type experience on his belt. I think this is probably the biggest project he's done uh, before. Um, you have Amanda uh, Seafried. 
Yep. Seyfried, Seyfried, Seyfried. Uh, Thandie Newton, Charlton Copley, uh, Yul Vasquez, which I've never seen anything before. Uh, that that's pretty much it. I would say um, the biggest ones, the big biggest 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 ones there are, <laughs> are David, Charlize, Joel, and Charlto. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Thandie's pretty significant as well. There, she plays his wife, uh, okay, be, yeah. ex-wife in the story. Um, I went into this one with not really any expectations. I think. I had heard some stuff about it on some different reviews and things like that. With yeah. it, it's not doing too well in regards to a lot of the the reviews okay. um, and the way that they're seen. And I think Rotten Tomato has it pretty low. Yep, thirty nine percent. More viewers liked at forty four percent. But I, there was part of me was just thinking, eh, just the way that they're advertising it, the way that they're they're pushing it. I, I just feel like they're probably expecting it to not be a great film. Sure. And I would say I was actually somewhat positively surprised by okay. the film. Um, so the film itself, you've you've got this character kind of like, it, it's almost a it's almost a fish out of water story. Okay. So David in the film, uh, he plays a character named Harold. He's kind of this like down on his luck. I mean, he's not down on his luck yet, but he's kind of like this mamby pamby, you know, guy that gets pushed around by everybody that's around him. His wife kind of just did, doing whatever. His boss who helped him get this job, which is yeah. a really nice job, kind of pushes him around. He's kind of it's if if you sort of picture it like you know a sheep in a in a wolf den or something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, and everybody just kind of abuses him and takes advantage of him. And so it sort of tells a story of him kind of like slowly breaking, okay, gotcha. uh, and going further and further. But um, it's a more detailed synopsis. Yeah, I and I think the idea that it's a dark comedy. Um, is maybe pushing it a little far. I okay. think I laughed maybe three times throughout the film, but and, and it wasn't like it was because there wasn't enough jokes, but there wasn't really a lot of, or the, the, it wasn't because the jokes weren't funny. It was really because more of the jokes weren't really in the film. There was like most of the film was more about the relationship that Harold has and the experience that he goes on as right. he's kind of like going down this horrible bunny trail yeah. of trying to like, get money and get back at people and things like that. And so it's like that was more the plot than it was really a setup for dark comedy. Okay. Um, the, the the comedic air you know, moments were more of kind of like the fish out of water type stuff. Uh, he, in this in this film, and I think in real life as well, is, is from Africa. I think he's from Nigeria. I'm not positive, but he's a very strong accent. Um, and that's part of the film. He talks about like how he came over to America mm-hmm. expecting to be successful and, and do big things, but... And it, he was told by his father, you know, treat everybody with respect, treat everybody kindly, and good things are going to happen for you. And so yeah. it's kind of his mental breaking um, as he's kind of going through this, but not like in a dark way. It's not like, you know, snapping. Right. Uh, there are moments where he kind of pointedly goes in a different direction. Okay. I like that when he's, his character showed strong movement forward. Um, I'm talking about things I like with the film. Okay, okay. Um, so again, this would almost work better if I did in reverse. But uh, I really liked actually Charlto Charl- Charlto Copley. Who doesn't ever like him? I like him in everything he does. Yeah, his name is Mitch in this film, and he plays kind of an American mercenary that's sort of turned another leaf and become uh, a humanitarian and helping with humanitarian aid and stuff. Really? And yeah, and is he goofy kind of like in the A Team? No, he's okay. actually serious, and he's okay. like he's the guy that's like in charge and control and knows what he's doing. Okay, and he has an American accent. 
in yeah. the film, and it's freaky. Like it's well, really he freaky. Did, he did in uh, the A Team also. I didn't see A Team actually, oh, okay, so okay. I don't know too much about that. Yeah, um, and he was my favorite person in yeah, the movie. <laughs> he was really good in this film, and I almost wish he had been a bigger part of it. And his his accent was actually really good. It kind oh, of cool. freaked me out because he has such a strong South African accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when you hear him just speaking so perfectly American, I was like, how come I can't sound that good when I speak yeah. English like you? Um, so he did a really the good prawns. job. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think the thing that the film also set up really well was the antagonists. Okay. It was very clear, like, these are the bad guys and they're doing bad things yeah. because they're just messed up people. Um, I think that kind of then moves into a little bit more of the negative territory. Okay. Um, it really felt like they were going a little too extreme with like, these guys are evil because evil and oh, really? they want money and I want people to like <laughs> so me. So cartoon. Yeah. Cartoon it, it was a bit one dimensional in regard to where they were coming from with some of their, their, their craftiness and their, right. their meanness. I gotcha. Um, and because of that, you didn't really get a sense of like, okay, that's realistic why they would want to treat Harold in mm-hmm. this way or, or allow for this certain thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, again, why uh, Mitch, played by Charlotte why his character was so interesting to me in the film, because he had a very clear but, like, interesting kind of backstory. You know, he, you. he was this military guy that done a lot of crazy stuff, and then he's trying to be humanitarian, and he's kind of torn between taking this choice where he would make a lot of money to help a lot of people or taking another step and doing some... You know, or saving somebody, basically. Okay. So it's like the one versus the many. And he has this really big, like, like about halfway through the film, maybe like close to the three-fourths way film, he has this, like, moment of, like, faith that he's, like, trying to work out. It's, okay. like, funny because he's, like, talking. He just, like, goes into the Bible and he's, like, he's, like, but Judas. And, and, and he's, like, talking with Harold, who's, like, I believe a, a Christian in the film. And he's, like how am I supposed to make sense of this and that? And like, they have this like <laughs> moment where they could like talk about it, And then it just like, it that was actually one of the funnier parts. Oh, really? And, and That's funny. The, it was a little bit flagged. A lot of the moments in the film, I think that would be another really big negative for the film. You kind of saw everything coming. It made complete sense. It's like, okay, well that character's going to do that. And right. their motivations were very, again, obvious. Predictable. And, yeah, and very flat. Um, so the predictability, I think being what it was, made it less intense. Okay. I think if it had been a little less predictable, that would have added to that sort of dark intrigue and that sort mm. of like, what's going to happen? Is that person going to explode or blah? Not that it would Dark explode, intrigue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It would add to that dark e- intrigue a bit. Um, and that would have been nice. I think that would have helped yeah. a lot with the script. Acting wise, I think everybody did a good job with what they had. Yeah. Again, because their characters were so one dimensional, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to see them beyond that. But it was it was fun. You know, watching Charlize Theron be this, like, outrageously, like, uh, she's hard to explain. She plays basically this lady that works at Joel Edgerton's uh, company, same place that David, or Herod works. You know, David, yeah, Herod. Does she have dreads? No, she doesn't, thankfully. Uh, (laughs) And she's kind of, she's a bit of a same similar thing to Joel Edgerton's character, who's David's boss in this, uh, or Herod's boss. Um, He kind of started this company, and they kind of had to do some bad stuff in order to get the company to become successful Mm. and they're kind of at the cusp of the company going into a much better place okay and so in order to get that to happen they kind of have to try and cover up some stuff that they did in the Mm, past together yeah shady corporate stuff i think that that also lends itself a bit to some more of the negative stuff um yeah i didn't really get it so the the film ends 
I'm not going to say specifically what happens, but... The credits roll. The credits roll, right. And a couple of the characters, it, it kind of goes in very specific directions. Like, you have very clear, like, this character went that way, that character went that way. Like, right. they give you all the information. And it made sense for most of the characters, kind of like what happened and why it happened to them. Yep. It's, except for... One character, I don't know if I should say who it is. Probably not. Okay. But <laughs> I didn't get it. it. It was like almost like the script was treating this character like they were a good person. But they're not? No. They were okay. really awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like pretty much everybody except for Harold and Amanda And then Seyfried. this terrible person end, eventually end up winning the lottery. Pretty and, much. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, not kind, but kind of. Yeah, like, you know, of. they didn't get like, they got lucky, but it was a very like orchestrated kind of luck. Sure. And sure. It, it, it was like, I was like, why... Why are you treating this person like they're uh, like a good person? Like they did some really bad stuff and mm. they kind of allowed and like maybe they weren't as guilty as the other people, but they were right along board with pretty much everything that was happening there. Right. Um so yeah, so that was a Crazy. little odd, yeah. Um but overall, I left it with a more positive experience. Yeah, you than, said you you were telling me that you kind of feel maybe uh like you liked it more than what most people kind of give it credit for. Yeah, I don't know why it's getting as much hate. I think it's it is pretty like formulaic in some ways. It's sure. what you've seen before, but it's a different kind of fish out of water story because it's like a fish out of water that then gets thrown into a second pool because right. he's in Mexico most <laughs> right. of the film. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you have a Nigerian guy that goes to America that's being treated bad that then gets thrown into Mexico. And it's like, and so there's some interesting a- aspects there. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know why necessarily it's getting as much hate. What is it at? Uh, right now, it's at, I think I mentioned this, 39. 39, that's right. Yeah, that's right. and then 44% for audience score. Ah, what yeah. would you give it? So overall, I'm giving this one a C-. minus. Okay. I'm um, giving it like a 72 kind okay. of range. So it's not, yeah, I, I it's 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 not great, but yeah. I didn't leave it getting mad. I think it was just kind of bored. I got mad, and I don't get mad easy. Yeah, mine, so <laughs> don't, that's fine. Yeah. I think the really the only reason I was bored so much is, again, just because it's so predictable. Yeah. But the acting is good. The action that's in it is good and effective. Uh, everything that happens, for the most part, except for the very end, like I talked about, pretty much makes... makes even yeah. what happens at the end makes sense. Okay. But it just feels like they shouldn't have treated it like, oh, that's a positive thing. It's like, no, that that's... It doesn't... It's not consistent. There. Yeah. No, I gotcha. So, I gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. So that's it. Any, any thoughts? Questions? No. That I was just... I'm curious about it. Um, I had seen some promotional stuff about it, and I didn't know anything about really the whole yeah synopsis. So, yeah. yeah, you broke it down. I got. I, would, I got you. I got you. This is one I would be really interested to hear some of our audience perspective on it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Feel free to, to email us if you get a chance. I just want to know why it's getting so much kind of negative. I, yeah. I don't. I don't understand why it's that bad. Mm-hmm. You know. It's. It's. It's not original in the sense that it's like it's nothing like any other film that's ever been made, but it's more original than some of the you know the repeats and the rehashes and the sequels that we've kind of seen yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And it's a dark comedy, but it's not like crude humor, really. Sure, there is some crudeness to it, but it's not like making jokes about you know farts and yeah, 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 you yeah. know sex and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Okay, to hear it. cool, man. So, cool. Um, that kind of brings us into one thing I want to take a note because I was, I was on Rotten Tomatoes here looking at the score mm-hmm. for Gringo. Yeah. Then I noticed that the early, there's a few early reviews for what some people had hoped to be the uh, video game movie to break the curse of video game movies, which is Tomb Raider. Oh, and dear. It's, oh, it's, no. I don't think that one looks great to me. <laughs> it's at 50%. Okay. Right now, it's only 10 people have reviewed it, but still, it usually doesn't fluctuate a ton. I was really hoping for more. I mean, 
It's Alicia Vikander, right? Yep. She's taken on some. I hope some it's better than project. Assassin's Creed because she's <laughs> she's married to uh, Michael Fassbender, right? I don't or know. Or dating. They're do, they're they're together in some way, shape, I or form. Anyways, as long as it's better than that, because that movie was not good. Yeah. yeah. I Well, because if you're familiar with the video game series, I haven't played it since I think like the second game or something like that. But like they they took it in a much more realistic direction. They tried sure. to ground it and become much more of like a cinematic type game. Yeah. And I had heard that that's, they were going to take that emphasis with the film and yeah. make it less cartoony. And But then you start watching the trailers and it's like, the same cartoony nah, stuff. We've see, seen the first one I didn't like. The second trailer I liked, but it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, digress. No worries. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing it up. That's where. That's where. This is where we talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. So good stuff. Cool. So we're gonna go ahead and sign off on the podcast. Uh, again, some good ways to get connected to us: realreviewmedia.com for our website. Our Facebook is facebook.com/slash/realreviewmedia. Uh, we have our Instagram and our Twitter. Twitter, which are both at realreviewmedia, uh, and then realreviewmedia at gmail.com. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts, your perspectives, uh, especially for what we've talked about today, as I mentioned, Gringo, uh, maybe on Tomb Raider or something like that. Maybe you're excited for Ready Player One. We'd yep. love to hear your thoughts and perspectives there. And definitely check out our YouTube again, which is youtube.com slash the real review. There it is. Cool. You All right. Got it. Anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>